And we continue discussing if Khalif, how it, how does the halacha look at Khalitsa? Is Khalitsa a separate mitzvah? Or is Khalitsa just a method for the woman to be able to get remarried? This question has many ramifications, many very practical ramifications in the actual mitzvah of Khalitsa. One is what kavana does one have to one have to have when doing the chalitza? The Shulchan Aruch, Evna Ezer, Simen Kuf Samach Tes, Sif Mem Dalad says, Tzoruch Shichavnu Hayovam Ba'Yivama Bechalitza. Both the Yivama and the Yivama have to have Kavana Bechalitza. Neskaven Hu Vloi Neskaven He Ayhi Vloi Hu. He had kavana, she didn't, or she had kavana, he didn't. Lehotru, avchalitza psulahi. It's considered chalitza psula, as the Gemara discusses, and it's based on a Gemara that we're going to have later in our Masechta on Daf Kuf Vav Amun Aleph, where the Gemara says Amr Rabbi Yochanan, Neskavan Ayavim v'Lo Neskavan Ayivama, and Neskavan Ayivama v'Lo Neskavan Ayivama, chalitza psula atchi Neskavanu Shneim Keechad. And the question is, why does Chalitza have to have Kavana? We know that Bechala Tarakula, we paskin, mitzvahs ain't Srichas Kavanas. So if we're going to say, as we're discussing in our previous Shurim, that Chalitza represents a Kenyan, so a Kenyan cannot be affected without Das. But if we're going to say, that chalitza is a mitzvah, so why by the mitzvah of chalitza are we stricter than by all other mitzvah? So one explanation that the marsham, in the Sha'al Sachuvas marsham, Chalik Aleph, Simimem Aleph, suggests as follows. Even if we we'll say that chalitza is a mitzvah, and even if we we'll say that B'chal HaTarekul Da'aloch is Mitzvahs ain't Srichas Kavana. We all agree, says the Masham, as we as the Gemara keeps on saying, that the mitzvah of Yibum is the mitzvah that the Torah preferred. Just if you can't do mitzvahs Yibum, then you do mitzvahs Chalitza. So when, says the Masham, do we have a rule that if you did a mitzvah, even though you didn't have Kavana, it's still considered that you fulfilled the mitzvah? That's when you did the mitzvah that you were supposed to do. But when you didn't really do the mitzvah you were supposed to do, because really here you were supposed to do yibum, and instead of doing yibum, you did chalitza, that's when you have to have kavana. Dar HaShochem in Simen Kuf Samach Tes, Sif Samach Talib, has a different explanation. He says, normally, when one does a mitzvah, it's quite obvious that he's ta- doing a mitzvah. If one takes the dalaminim, why would somebody take the dalaminim? Why would I take these dalaminim? If not, that I am intending to do a mitzvah. But people, says Darach HaShulchan, take off the shoes, normally. And therefore, taking off a shoe doesn't show that there's a mitzvah intent, and that's why you have to have kavanah. 
However, we could have another explanation. And it goes back to what we keep on saying in our shiur. If indeed chalitza is a mitzvah, it could well be that just like we have a rule, the kolatari kula, mitzvah is kavona, even without kavona, if you did an act, certainly a mitzvah that involves an act, the mitzvah is a mitzvah even if you didn't have kavona, that's if it's a mitzvah. But if we're saying that all, but when is that klal said? That klal is only said if it's a mitzvah. But if chalitza is not a mitzvah, chalitza is only a method how the woman can get remarried, so it falls into the category like machshire mitzvah. And the rule that you don't have to have kavana when you're doing a mitzvah is only by the mitzvah itself, not by the machshire mitzvah. And therefore, the halacha will be that you have to have kavana by chalitza. And now it's very understandable, I think, what the Shulchan Aruch, that we said, the words of the Shulchan Aruch at the beginning of this shir that we quoted. And I repeat, the Shulchan Aruch in Evan Ezra's Semik of Samachtes, Sif Mam Dalit says, The Yavim, the Yavim both have to have Kavona. But the Shulchan Aruch adds, what is the Shulchan Aruch intending by adding Because the Shulchan Aruch itself is not quite certain. The Shulchan Aruch himself is not quite certain. Is the Chalitza a Chalitza without Kavana? Like every mitzvah is a mitzvah even if you don't have Kavana. But that requires you to say that doing Chalitza is a mitzvah or is Chalitza not a mitzvah? And if Chalitza is not a mitzvah if chalitz is not a mitzvah, then you have to have kavana. And the Shulchan Aruch is not, that, not certain itself. And that's why it says, on one hand, I can't consider it a valid chalitza. We can't allow the woman to get remarried based on this chalitza. But on the other hand, we can't say it as if nothing happened at all either. Because maybe chalitza is, like, is a mitzvah. And if chalitza is a mitzvah, it doesn't have to have kavana. And if it doesn't have to have kavana, that's why maybe it was a good chalitza, and that's why it's in this middle category of an uncertain category of chalitza psula. There are those that say that even if we'll say that chalitza requires kavana, it's enough that either the yavam or the yavama herself have the kavana. It's only with Rabbonon that both of them have to have Kavana. And again, why? Because it depends how we look at Chalitza. If we look at Chalitza as a Machshire Mitzvah, so then it could be that this is the way the Torah established the woman could get exempt, could have a heter, could have a right to get remarried. The way the woman can have a right to get remarried is by going through a Chalitza. But she has to have kavana. But if we're going to say, and if we're going to say that chalitza is a kenyan, also we're going to probably have to say that both parties have to have kavana. If we say otherwise, it could be kavana of one is enough. There's a halacha, the Shulchan Aruch, at the end of Hilchas Chalitza, there's a say the chalitza. And the Shulchan Aruch and the Seyed the Chalitza Akotzer 
Sif Choftes says that we ask the Yavam and the Yavama if they're doing Chalitza from their own free will or they're being coerced into doing the Chalitza. And And there's a machloikis achroinim that if the chalitza was done under duress, is it possible? It could be the, the opinions that hold that it's possible midaraisa. That's the opinion of the Tajbats. It seems that other achroinim hold that it's only possible midrabonim. The maril in the end of Hilchus Chalitza says that he found that there is those that have a minig that the Yavam and the Yavama make a bracha on the Chalitza but he says it's his minig not to make a bracha and in the Shulchan Aruch in the Rambam nowhere is a mention that the Yavam or the Yavama make a bracha on the Chalitza and the question is especially if we're learning that chalitza is a mitzvah, a mitzvah say, so just like an all mitzvah say, we make a bracha, so too we should have to make a bracha on chalitza. So if we learn, and we said this in our previous year as well, that if we learn that chalitza is just part of the mitzvah yibum, and the mitzvah yibum is only part of the mitzvah pruvu, so just like on the mitzvah puravu, we don't make a bracha. So too, because it's only a heksha mitzvah, the act of bia is not the mitzvah. The having the children is the mitzvah. So too would be the halacha by yibam and by extension chalitza. David Ram gives a different reason why a bracha is not made on chalitza. Because it's considered mitzvah baba avera, because, as we said earlier, preferably the Torah wants yibum to be done. So when you're not doing what the Torah really wanted you to do, you're doing only second best chalitza. You shouldn't make a bracha when you're doing second best. Another pshat is that how did we come to this situation of doing chalitza? The chalitza came about because a brother died without children. And we can't make a bracha on a situation that comes out of such a tsar. Another pshat that I saw from the Vudram he says that a bracha is only made on a mitzvah that has a time when the mitzvah is supposed to be fulfilled. Tzitzis, tefillin, sukkah. There's a time to do the mitzvah and there's a time not to do the mitzvah. And therefore when the time to do the mitzvah comes, we make a bracha. But a mitzvah that there is no special time to do the mitzvah, that's why he says, David Ram, we don't make a bracha on the most fundamental mitzvah. The mitzvah to have a moon and Hashem. The first of the Saras of Dibris. Anoich Hashem alokecha. 
A Jew has to live Shavisi Hashem Megdi Samid. Why don't we make a bracha on Amunah? Says the Vidram. Because we don't make a bracha on something that we're constantly obligated to do. So too, by Chalitza, once the brother passes away, there's constantly an obligation to do the Chalitza. And therefore, we don't make a bracha on Chalitza. However, the Mechaber, at the, as I said earlier, the Shulchan Aruch, at the end of Hilchus Chalitza, brings down the Seder Chalitza, and he says as follows, Matsasi Kosov Seder Ashkenaz. I found written the Seder Ashkenaz. Kshaondim, when they finish the Chalitza process, Omer Harav, the Rav, the Rav makes a bracha. The bracha is, Baruch HaShakrishonu B'Mitzvaysov V'Chukov Sharavram Avinu. There's another Nusach, Baruch HaShakrishonu B'Mitzvaysov V'Tzivonu B'Mitzvus V'Chukim Sharavram Avinu. However, most Paiskim, and this is evident in the Shulchan Aruch there, even though the minig is to make this bracha, it's not made the Shem HaMalchus. The Parshib Shat, is because it's not mentioned in the Gemara. The Aruch HaShulchan says, in Seder Chalitza, Sifkotin Chavhei, the reason a bro- this bracha is not made with Shem and Malchus is because it's not mentioned in the Gemara. It's a bracha that was only established with Rishonim. The question is that there are brachas that are not mentioned in the Gemara and we still make the bracha. So the Pashat is that even though you're supposed to do, as we learn in our Masechta, Chalitza in front of a Bezdin, the Bezdin has no obligation to participate in a Chalitza. And therefore, since the Bezdin doesn't have an obligation to participate, he can't make a bracha in something that you're not obligated to do. Another explanation I saw why the bracha is not made, because we know we're shame of Malchus, because we know there's a rule throughout Shas, throughout Hilchus Brachus, the Kara Brachus, Mavarchen Ovalus Yosun. You have to make the bracha before you do the mitzvah. Now, by Chalitza, one can't make the bracha before they do the mitzvah, because Chalitza, as we will see in Amasechta, it's quite a complicated procedure, and we're not quite certain that the chalitza will be done properly. So we're only going to make the bracha after the chalitza. But after the chalitza, it's already after the mitzvah has been done. And as we just finished saying, brachas are not recited after a mitzvah is done. I saw that the Shalos Atshuvis Lahiris Nosen and Chelik Zayin Simon Kuf Yates says that this bracha that the Bezdin makes is not a birchas hamitzvus; it's a birchas hashvach. And the raya is because if it was a birchas hamitzvus, as we just explained, it should be made. It should have been made before the 
chalitza, not after the chalitza. The question is, why indeed is the bracha made? Why is Avram Avinu's name mentioned specifically in the bracha? So the Mechavra says, because we know Avram Avinu said to the Malach Sadoim, Im so the Gemara says, Rashi quotes it in Chumash and Parashas, Lech Lecha, his children were zoichet to the Minel Shechalitza. So this mitzvah that we have to do the mitzvah is connected to Avram Avinu, who said, Mechot now, and therefore one should make the bracha. But I saw a beautiful pshat. Not why we don't make the bracha with Shem and Malchus. Because when Avram Avinu said to Melch Sadoim, Im Michut there is no question that Avram Avinu had only intention with Shem Shemayim. So only an individual whose intention is purely L'Shem Shemayim, like Avram Avinu, can make a bracha. But somebody whose intentions are not comparable to Avram Avinu, that doesn't have that L'Shem Shemayim in mind, he can't make a bracha because he isn't indeed following exactly Avram Avinu.